Pentecost on loneliness, talking, listening, and loving. I keep coming back to loneliness. I admit that there is loneliness at times in my life, but there is most certainly loneliness in the lives of a lot of people with whom I work. As a therapist, I sit with many people who have experienced trauma, and that trauma can loom large in their life. Some traumas happen over the course of years, some are short-lived, but of such an intensity that the very trajectory of a life was altered, set on a new course. The common thread is that the event, this trauma, leaves you feeling all alone in the world. It feels as if it is only you now. It appears as if no one will ever understand. You now speak a different language, a language born out of trauma and grief, a language that no one else understands. It is only you now. And because I am that special sort of geek, in the midst of thinking about how loneliness feels, I also look to research that I have encountered on the subject of loneliness. One of the founders of the field of social neuroscience, John Cachapo, died a few months ago. Dr. Cachapo did me the kindness of exchanging a few emails several years ago when I was flirting with returning to school for a PhD. There was a succinct interview with him in The Atlantic about a year ago where he summarized some of the research in this area, if you're interested in reading further. In that article, as well as in other writing, he highlights that one of the most difficult parts of loneliness is the way that loneliness seems to perpetuate itself. Loneliness begets loneliness. When we are isolated, we begin to misinterpret the social signals of others, assuming negative intentions on their part. We misread facial expressions, again seeing the negative where it may not be intended. In those moments, it feels very scary to be around the other. We would do well to remember, too, that even if you have a great deal of people around you, a lot of social support, this does not mean that you are not lonely, even in the midst of the crowd. So we isolate ourselves, sometimes even behaving in a way that feels self-protecting, but that isolates us further and further. The original wound of the trauma, very much like a physical wound to a leg or arm, has changed how we move in the world distorting our movement, perhaps then leading to other problems in movement, in gait. And unfortunately, one of the reasons that I keep coming back to this idea is simply reading the news. Within this past week, there was yet another school shooting in the United States. And while not diminishing the role that firearms play in these tragedies, there's another common thread in the social isolation felt by the young people who decide that dealing death is better than this life. And I wonder if there is another way in this divided and isolated society in which our children, adolescents, and adults find themselves. By way of explanation, 
for those readers who do not follow the Christian year or are not Christian at all, today is a celebration called Pentecost. Some will call it the birthday of the church. The primary reading for this day comes from the book of Acts, telling a story of a gathering of people in Jerusalem who had come from, quote, every nation under heaven. The story is a bit of a bookend to the story of the Tower of Babel, where God is said to have separated people into many languages due to their hubris. In this story, the story of Pentecost, there is a unique coming together of language. It is not that everyone suddenly spoke the same language again, a sort of magical homogeneity or single language for all, but more that everyone could hear the words being spoken in their native tongue. No longer was everyone talking with no one listening. There was talking and listening and hearing. And they asked themselves, how is it that we all hear in our own language? So, for the record, I am not one of those people that believes that if only everyone was a Christian, then everything would be all right. That is not to say that I do not cherish my faith, but I also know enough about human nature to know that pretty soon someone will come along saying that you need to be the right kind of Christian. And if you don't believe the way that they do or exclude or reject the people that they reject, then you do not know God the way that they know God. Then we end up having the same fight over and over about who is right and who is wrong. And as I've written before on Medium, I believe that we are called to be in relationship over being right. So what we are called to do is to love each other. This is not the same as simply providing support. Loving each other involves talking and listening, Loving each other may include talking and listening even to those with whom we disagree. The most recent episode of On Being provides a wonderful example of an Orthodox Jew inviting a white supremacist to his Shabbat meal week after week over two years. Those meals were instrumental in Derek Black's transformation. So my hope on this day especially, this celebration of Pentecost, is that we remember the power of talking to each other, of reaching out. If you are someone who has been hurt, and we all carry our own hurts in some way, it remains important to reach out to others. If you are someone who has hurt others, you may need to make amends for that injury, by talking, by listening. And in all of this, we would do well to remember that we are not alone. Even in our pain, we are not alone. Even in our suffering, we are not alone. We are all in this together. There does not seem to be another way.
As a note of explanation, I am a clinical social worker, and I work in a fairly rural area with few clinicians. So if you're a licensed mental health professional like me, it is a place where you can still make a good go of it in private practice. But what that also means is that you will work with a wide variety of people, even more so if you are willing to and competent working with children. For me, I see children, adolescents, and adults, with a few older adults and couples thrown in too. It can make for a fun and varied day in the office. If you're listening to this recording and it's helpful, I'm glad, but um, please know that listening to something like this, while it may be educational and helpful, is no substitute for seeing a clinician. So I hope that you're able to find somebody in your area that, uh, that you feel a good alliance with and can be helpful to you.